around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and now Google Play. So for anybody that's listening that has Google Play, you can now subscribe to the podcast on Google Play. So uh, play with us uh, at Google. <laughs> also, you can send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Also, you can follow me on all social media at mbills314. Now, today we're going to start a new episodic series on faith. And we can call it faith for today and not for tomorrow. And you may be thinking, why would you want to have faith for today and not for the next day? Well, we're going to get into that. Just stay with me. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, let's go ahead and jump into it now. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, I'm going to be switching from different translations just to get some clarity of some things as we're digging into these scriptures. You may be reading out of a different translation. It's all good. We still will end up in the same place. But if you so happen to be using the version app of the Bible, you can switch through these translations with me pretty swiftly. All right. Hebrews chapter 1. Uh, I'll be reading out of the Amplified translation. It says this. It says... Now faith is the assurance, not insurance, assurance. Faith is the assurance, title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. The King James Version says... Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. One thing I notice about faith is that it's always present tense. So whether it says now faith is, or you can say faith, or you can just say faith is, any way you say it, faith is going to always be now. Faith is always present tense. Faith is never in the future. Faith is never, I hope someday, faith is always now. And you know, faith is trust and confidence in God and in his word. Remember, Jesus said, have faith in God, have trust and confidence in God. So in Hebrews 11, 1, it says faith is the assurance. Now look at the word insurance and it says assurance means promise or pledge, a guarantee, surety, full confidence, freedom from doubt, certainty, freedom from timidity, boldness. So faith is the assurance. It's a guarantee. And then the parentheses, it says a title deed. If you know anything about a title, a title to a car, um, that pretty much lets the person know that you have the car. So no, you may not see the car. Let's say your car is in the shop, right? And you tell somebody, hey, you know, I got a BMW or whatever. And they may say, no, you don't. You say, well, I got the title right here. So you don't have to see it, but you see the title and you see my name on this title. Therefore, you know that I possess this car. I own this car, right? It's the same with spiritual things as it pertains to faith. He says, faith is our confidence. I mean, faith is our assurance. Faith is our title deed. It's a guarantee, right? So you may be saying faith for what? Well, faith for what the word of God says. You know, it depends on what we're talking about. The word of God was written 
to us, right? Okay, so a lot of things in scripture that we're believing God for, we may not see evidence of that physically as of yet, right? But we are supposed to have, according to the scriptures, faith in God, faith and trust and confidence in his word. And once you have faith in his word, eventually the manifestation of that title that you have is going to show up. So let's say the Bible says, okay, Jesus said, my peace I leave with you, right? So if he left us his peace and we're in a situation where we don't have any peace, we're peaceless, so to speak, naturally, we should go into the scripture find the promise where Jesus says that he leaves us his peace. Another scripture says that peace is our umpire. So we are to, to believe those scriptures, have trust and confidence that, hey, all right, maybe I'm not experiencing peace right now. But Jesus said he left me his peace. So what do we do? We are to receive that by faith and thank God for his peace. You don't thank God when peace shows up. You thank him before the peace shows up because he promises us his peace. That's trust and confidence. So I know that if I thank God for his peace, peace will manifest. I know God can give me peace in the midst of a situation where there is no peace because his word says it. And that's with whatever. Now, we're just talking about peace, but whatever you may need. You know, all of us deal with financial hardships and financial troubles. Well, the Bible has principles, financial principles in there that if we apply to our lives, we can be much better off financially. Right. Does that mean it's going to happen overnight? No. But we got to have faith in what the word of God says about our situation. If we expect our situation to change. Our situations are not going to change just because we're believing. Our situation is not going to change just because we walk with the Lord or our situation isn't going to change because of whatever. We are supposed to have faith in God to turn our circumstances. Now, I said all that to get to Matthew chapter 6. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6. Let's look at verse 24. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. So what we see right here, just in this verse alone, notice how he used the word master. So he's calling money a master and he's calling himself a master. Obviously, God. No man can serve two masters. You're going to either hate one and love the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. So God is telling us to make a choice. We are not to love money. Remember the scripture says for the love of money is the root of all evil. It did not say money is the root. It says the love of it. And that confirms the scripture because he says you either love one and hate the other. Well, he's saying that we have to love God or should love God and be devoted to God. 
We are not to be devoted to money and love money. We have to make a choice. Now, going into the next verse, verse 25, he says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Notice how he equates money with everyday life. Because typically, and we've all been there, that when there's a shortage of money, worry comes. We have bills that are there, things we want to do, you know, as they say, a whole lot of month, a little money. So he's telling us that we have to make a choice. Are we going to love and be devoted to him? Or are we going to love and be devoted to money? It seems to be that if we choose him, that our money issues or whatever issues would seem to take care of itself. Now let's keep reading verse 25. He says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? And a lot of people don't seem to understand that, that our life is more precious than food and clothing. So these are daily necessities that we need, that if we don't have money, we can't get these material goods, clothes and food. Verse 26, he says, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or or store food in barns. Notice we do all three of those. We plant. We harvest, we store food in barns. That's what we do. He's saying birds don't do that. And then he says, for your heavenly father feeds them. So birds, they don't sow, they don't store, they don't have any banks, they don't, they don't have a savings account. The birds don't have any of that. And he says, I feed them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? The answer is yes. We are far more valuable than birds, but yet he feeds the birds and birds don't have banks. They don't have jobs or anything, but he feeds them daily. So he's making the comparison that while we concerned with money, the lack of money, worried about our life, trying to figure out how we're going to make it. And he's telling us, hey, I feed the birds and they don't worry about that. Don't you think that I'm going to feed you? Now, he's not saying this scripture doesn't mean you don't get a job and you solely rely on God to feed you. That's unscriptural. And that's not what he's saying in this text. The basis of what he's saying is worry, not to worry, worry. We're worrying about these things. That's how we get into trouble. Because we tend to take on more responsibility, trying to get more money. And then in the midst of getting more money, our faithfulness to God starts to diminish. We stop attending church. We stop praying. Like we, we don't, we're not in the word anymore. You know, you stop listening to the podcast or, or whatever. Like, because we're chasing after that. We are not supposed to chase after that. Verse 27, he says, can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? The answer is no. And he says, and why worry about clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon, in all of his glory, 
was not dressed as beautiful as they are. Now, if you know anything about Solomon in Scripture, Solomon, Solomon was the richest man in the world. God made Solomon rich. He gave Solomon wisdom and wealth. Now, you know, when you have wealth and you got a little bit of money, you can you can dress how you want. You know, you can get the latest fashions or whatever. But he's saying that lilies were more beautiful than anything that Solomon could have gotten with his wealth. He could have got the the whatever the fashion was at that time, whatever, whatever was the end thing then. The most expensive thing you can think of. He's saying that these lilies were dressed more beautifully than that. Verse 30, he says, And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So it seems like the issue is not the lack of money. The issue is not a lack of clothing or a lack of food. It seems to be the issue is a lack of faith. We don't trust him. That's what he's saying. He's saying he gave us all these illustrations, how birds are being fed, how lilies and, and all this stuff in nature are, are taken care of that God takes care of. But yet his people who Jesus died for, shed his blood for, redeemed us. He's saying, you don't think I'll take care of you? And you're far more valuable than that. I died for you. I, he didn't die for birds and and wildflowers and lilies. He died for us. So it seems that we're far more valuable to him than that. So he's trying to tell us that we need to trust him more. And if we trust him more, the things that we tend to worry about, we won't have to. Because those needs will be met through faith, trust, confidence, reliance, assurance, remember, in God, in his ability to do it. Because he's done it before. He's going to do it in the future and he's doing it right now. He's never going to stop. He can't violate his word. That's why it's important for us to get in the word of God daily, meditate on the scriptures. I know people getting into meditating and just you go into meditation class and they tell you, put your mind somewhere. Uh-uh, no, no. The scripture talks about us meditating in the word of God, not just putting your mind somewhere, getting your mind empty. No, no, we ain't doing that. Our meditation is going to be in what God says, because we need to become convinced of what he says is true rather than allowing what's in our reality to try to tell us what's true. Because what's in our reality, if it's not lining up with scripture, is wrong. Our mirror is the word of God. Our life should be mirroring that's the word description but it takes faith it takes patience it takes endurance for those things to happen get connected to the word on a whole nother level listen to macchiato's music and the scriptures podcast with martinez there's so many people worrying about their lives people are walking in fear Talking about since Trump is in office, we don't know what we're going to do. But how many know that your life is not governed by who's in office on earth? 
I wish I had a church in here tonight. How many know you're covered by the blood of Jesus? If you believe it, lift your hands if you will. Sing this with me. He's the keeper. keep going verse 31 again he says so don't worry about these things what things clothing water i mean clothing food shelter don't worry about those things saying what shall we eat what will we drink what will we wear these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers but your heavenly father already knows all your needs see the comparison he's saying the world unbelievers people who don't believe in god people who have not accepted christ he's saying these things dominate their minds and rightfully so because if you don't believe in god then that means your belief is in yourself and your ability to get things done so rightfully so that's where your worry is but he's saying for the believer which is you and i and whoever's listening that's a believer He's saying that these should not, these things should not dominate our thoughts. Are we, are you getting this? Cause I'm getting it. Like it's, it's, it's hitting me. Like these things should not dominate our thoughts. And if you look at it, that's, I mean, Hey, we're working, we get money, you know, and then we got bills and things that we've acquired and all that. And then a lot of stuff we really put on ourselves because we acquired more than we probably should have. So sometimes we may have to downsize, but he don't want us to worry. You see what I'm saying? And if something that you got on your own that you felt like God didn't tell you to get, if he's bringing on worry, it couldn't be of God. You need to let it go. That includes people too. 
So he's saying these things dominate the minds of unbelievers. So he tells just basically saying he doesn't want these things to dominate our minds. Because he says, our Heavenly Father knows all of our needs. He knows that these things are needs. But he's just telling us to come to him, right? Verse 33, seek the kingdom of God. The King James Version says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. It says above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Now, we have to take him in his word. Now, the scripture says that God cannot lie, right? So this scripture, just this verse alone, it says that if we seek the kingdom of God first, it says above all else and live righteously. That just simply means living according to the word. It doesn't mean you live perfect. None of us can be perfect. So get perfect out of your mind. It just simply means living for God. You know, you made up in your mind. I want to do it God's way. It doesn't mean you won't stumble or whatever. It just simply means you made up in your mind. I want to live according to the word of God. Okay. And then he says, he will give you everything you need. So first, whatever it is, he wants us to seek him first. How do you seek God? Through prayer. If you need to add a little fasting to it, push the plate back a little bit, you can do that. But you seek God through prayer. Worship. Whatever it is, something that's brought to your attention, lay some things before him. Seek him. Ask him, Lord, what would you have for me to do in this situation? Or, Lord, I don't know what to do. I'm lost. I'm whatever. You're laying it all out there. If you're seeking him for the answer, it's telling me, if he's telling us to seek him first, that's telling me that he's going to provide an answer, number one. So once we seek him and he gives us the answer, our next step is to be obedient to what he tells us to do. And then he says that if we do that, seek him, he gives an answer, we become obedient to what he tells us to do, then he's telling us that these needs will be met. See, that's God's way of doing it for us. So once you accepted Christ, you came into the kingdom of God. Like I said, this this is not a religion. This is not a, a fad. This is a divine relationship between you and your creator. The Lord Jesus Christ has only one. And we have to do it if we want his results. We have to do it the way he's telling us to do it. We can't try to do it our own way and then try to get God's results. So for the people who say, well, you know, I just kind of worship God. I kind of just, you know, I kind of seek God in my own way. That's fine. If you do that, you're going to get your results. You're not going to get God's results because you have to seek him. Not seek our way or your own way. Like I said, you can do what you want, but we're just, this is a Bible teaching podcast, right? So the thing is to encourage ourselves in the scriptures and what God is telling us to do. So look at the last verse, verse 34. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today and that's where it hit me where it says have faith for today and not for tomorrow because he's telling us don't worry about tomorrow we tend to you know it's monday and we already thinking about friday 
and oh my goodness the worry oh what if this doesn't no 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 we have to start one day at a time that's how he wants us to do it he says don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring his own worries so number one he's telling us not to worry right but he's saying that tomorrow is going to bring on its own set of worries things that can possibly cause us to worry he doesn't want us to worry he's just telling us that things come that can cause us to worry so that means that we need to have faith for each day whatever current day we in, we got to have faith for that day all right now in romans in romans chapter 10 verse 17 it says for faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god so faith comes through what you hear so it's important for us to listen to the word of god it's important for us to confess the word of god with our mouth because it generates faith so during your time whether you're at work or wherever or you may, are you listening to me now see me you listening to me now is pumping faith in you because I'm communicating the word of God to you verbally and you're listening to me read these scriptures and talk about the Lord and so forth so it's pumping faith in you right so with that we are to act on it so if God tells us not to worry and to seek him and that all these things will be added unto you then you add faith to that faith is okay Lord this is what your word says I trust and believe in what this verse says and I'm going to do what the scripture says to do and once we do what the scripture says to do we will then see the results of the scripture do you understand that you got it like that's how this works but see for a lot of years you know for generations a lot of people just use the bible to put you know uh high school diplomas in and hide money in but we you know but those days are over and we are tired of living the way we've been living if we want to seek change if we want you know things to shift then we have to make the change and start taking god at his word and stop looking at him as a religious figure because he is not that he is our savior and our lord and he is ruler of all he is our father he's not a religious figure that's the world trying to tell us who god is they don't have the answer they're still trying to find out if there is a god <laughs> you see what i'm saying so they don't have the answer but the word of god right here is our answer so we're not looking to anybody who don't know god to have an answer for us about what the word says so have faith for today not for tomorrow when the next day comes then we're going to build up our faith for that day okay you can't sunday come you i'm gonna build up my faith for monday tuesday and wednesday uh-uh because each day is gonna bring on it's not it's not necessarily saying that each day is gonna bring on trouble in all actuality you don't know what the next day is going to bring that's why we have to you know as we say cliche is you know stay prayed up so to speak but even more than that pray and meditate in the word of god get you a devotional read the scriptures every day every day pray throughout the day talk to the lord 
every day, throughout the day. Lord, I just thank you for today. All right, Lord, she come in here. All right, help me to respond or, or whatever. Like you're, you're staying in constant fellowship and communication with the Lord. Because as things, as your day goes, you know, you go throughout the day, things do come at you you don't expect. It doesn't necessarily mean it's something tragic. You know what I'm saying? But just something out the blue. Oh, all right. Didn't expect that. Oh, lady, cut me off. Oh, got whatever. You know what I'm saying? So we're having faith for today, not for tomorrow. Once tomorrow comes, we'll have faith for that day. We good? (laughs) If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share this with your family and your friends. We're going to continue to build on this, build on this and build on this because I want us to be pumped up full of faith. To, to whereby we walk out the house and be ready to pick a fight with a bear. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't you go to your local zoo. Oh, we gonna need some faith to get that bear off of you. <laughs> but uh, like I said, you can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and now Google Play. Send your emails to mmsmedia3, mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. And follow me on social media at mbills314. Remember these words from the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 4, latter verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out.